You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 83. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. My name is Tiffany, and I am your host. And if you are listening for the first time, welcome. If you are listening for the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, 83rd time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. And if you would like to join the email list for the show, you can text How Does She Do It as one word to 444-999. If you want to connect with me on social, you can follow me at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also follow the show's account at How Does underscore She Do It on Twitter and Instagram. I'm more active on the Tiff South account than I am on the How Does She Do It account. I'm not going to lie. I'm actually thinking of merging those two accounts. So if you have thoughts about that, send me a DM. And if you're listening to the show and you are on Instagram, screenshot the show or take a video of, you know, if you're listening to it in your car, not while you're driving and mention the show, mention the Tiff South account, and I will feature you and make sure that I shot you out. And I appreciate you. And actually today I posted on the podcast account, some of the reviews that you all have left. And so if you haven't had a chance to do so already, please continue to leave the five-star ratings and reviews in the Apple Podcast app because they are much, much, much appreciated. So without further ado, let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections of something that I have come across in pop culture, social media, my resources, anything that I've just want to share with you guys. And so this week, I am recommending Kingdom Single by Dr. Tony Evans. Actually, also Kingdom Woman by Dr. Tony Evans and his daughter, Crystal Evans Hurst, who was a past guest on the show. And she also has a really good book out called She's Still There. So I read Kingdom Woman probably last year, and it was a very, it's a biblically centered book around what is womanhood from biblical perspective, the Bible's perspective, and just really encouraging um, thinking about the role of men and women in relationships. And it's not a relationship book. It's just more about identity in Christ as a woman. And I thought it was really encouraging. And he just released Kingdom Single probably about maybe two months ago. And I decided I'd been staying away from relationship books and and I don't talk about relationships much on this podcast, but I got to a point in, I'm single, right? So I'm reading Kingdom Single. And I got to a point where I was just like, I need to, let me do a refresh. Let me do a regroup. And I, if you're interested in hearing me talk about relationships send me a message. I hesitate (laughs) because I will be opening a can of uh, worms that include my business. So (laughs) 
<laughs> but if you're interested, send me a message at Tiff South on the Instagrams. That's Tiff with two Fs. But anyway, so I'm still reading Kingdom Single, so I'm not done yet. And I'm actually listening to it because I can just get through books faster that way because I'm, you know, listening to it and not sitting and reading it. But, um, and the part that I just finished listening to was about faith and about what faith actually is versus what we think it is. And faith is not a feeling. Faith is a, a much more almost it's bigger than belief, but Faith requires belief in order for us to see the fruit of the faith that we say we have in Christ. So um, I recommend Kingdom Single, read it, check it out. And maybe what I'll do is I will pull some of my observations from the book and build maybe a relationship episode around the book and around kind of my experience in dating over the last few years. So I just wrote basically the outline for the episode. So if you're down, send me a message at Tiff South. If you have stories on dating as a single and as a Christian, send them to me. Actually, that would actually make for a really good, you know, community kind of experience here. So send me a message with some of your experience dating as a Christian at Tiff South on the Instagrams. And I look forward to that episode. I can't say when I'm going to put that out there, but considering my holistic approach, to all things personal and professional development. This is a pillar and this is a a one of the corners of Four Corners Coaching. So I've kind of dodged it for a little while, but I've talked myself into it in the last several minutes in just my thoughts. So thank you for taking that journey with me. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. As of this recording, it is Halloween in the United States, and so many people have been for the last several days at costume parties, dressing up for work, their kids are wearing really cute things. One of my friends just sent a picture of her daughter dressed up as a cupcake. Um, I mean, how cute is that? So, um, and as I was thinking about this week, and as I often do for the last several weeks, now that I've cut, since I've cut my hair, I should say, I have been thinking about the change that I've noticed in myself. And between what I'm seeing happen in my business with Elevate Your Career Academy and the women in the program and the speaking engagements that I've been having, this comfort and confidence that I feel just in my own skin and a day that celebrates the the idea and the reality of being able to dress up as someone else. I was thinking about this idea of taking off your mask. And so what I want to talk about for the next several minutes is the masks that we wear that we don't even know that we're wearing. And people have been complimenting me on my hair at work and when they see me on Instagram, Twitter, and all those things. So not not so much Twitter because people don't see me on Twitter because my headshots are still with my long straight hair. So and people have been asking, you know, what's it like? How's it been? Are you used to it yet? And I'm always, I always stop and I 
I kind of take a beat and realize that, first of all, I love it. And I feel more free. And if I feel more free now, that therefore implies that I was less free before, but I didn't realize it. And I knew that I was always worried about you know, humidity and straight hair. And I would refuse to get on video at a certain point in my two week hair do cycle. And I didn't like when my hair was back in a ponytail cause it was straight, but my edges were puffy and right around where my glasses sit on my face, right around uh, my temples, my hairline, my, you know, that was fuzzy over there. So it wasn't as straight as everything else and all these things. And the little things that you are thinking about and not even consciously, but just always worried about adjusting, paying attention to. And maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just my vanity or whatever. But I always also remember how much prettier I felt. And you, as a woman, as anybody really, a dude get a fresh lineup or whatever, you feel much better when your hair is freshly done, right? That's a given. And I think that that's fair. That has straight, natural. There's no there's no dis- distinction between when you feel more you know, when you feel fly after a fresh hairstyle, but I felt more beautiful (laughs) and that's different than feeling, just feeling good about having your hair done. And I think that in, in this transition that I've gone under, first of all, the decision alone to cut my hair was a really, really big deal for me. It was something that I always, you know, I joked about when I turned 50, I'm going to do it. But I made the decision because I wanted a change and I wanted to be able to do something that I had never done before, which was wear my hair without using heat and recognize that in order to do something different, I had to do something different and I had to make a change to get the best out of what I was hoping to see forward. So in when it comes to moving, removing masks, when it comes to the layers of what society puts on top of us, what our family puts on top of us, what our our own insecurities, the relationships that we have, our, our work, every environment, every situation that we're in forces us and requires us to some degree, even for like for the simple sake of survival and making it through a certain situation, we have to adapt and adjust and wear certain masks to present ourselves as in a certain way in front of certain people and in certain situations. So there's a way that even when I'm internally stressed, if I don't want to worry my mother, for example, I'll, oh no, everything is going well. You go to work. It's to just, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Right. Every day. And when the person, when you ask and they just give you, they download their whole weekend onto you or whatever like that, you're like, whoa, whoa, I didn't actually really want to know how you're doing. Right. So when I say take off the mask, as I was thinking about scripture and what it means when you are taking off a mask, that means that you're uncovering and you're getting to what's underneath. And what's underneath when it comes to who we are is who we really are. Who are we authentically? And what masks are we wearing that are keeping us from living and walking fully in 
who God designed us to be. And the verse that came to mind was Jeremiah 1.5. And Jeremiah was a prophet. And Jeremiah 1.5 reads from the English Standard Version, it says, and I'll actually start at verse 4. So, and the title, the little caption before it says, The Call of Jeremiah. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, this is verse 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And then Jeremiah responds and he's just like, uh, God, but I'm just a youth. Don't put that on me. And God's like, no, no, don't say I am only a youth for to all for to all to whom I send you, you shall go. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them for I am with you to deliver you declares the Lord. And if we are walking around wearing masks that the world has put on us, can we be the version of ourselves that God knew before, before we were formed? Right? He says to Jeremiah, I knew before I formed you, I knew you. And if we have put on external expectation, if we have put on or keep with, keep walking with the defenses that kept us alive, quite frankly. When I think about the defenses of my childhood, one of my best, the thing that allowed me to survive my childhood was the ability to compartmentalize my life. And it was the ability to be able to separate my home life from my schoolwork and to be able to put on a face in front of the world in order to literally keep my sanity and make it to the next day. And so if I carried, which I did, carried that same defense, that same mask with me into adulthood, how then could I ever be who God designed me to be before I put that mask on, if I kept walking through life with that mask? So I encourage you today, the first thing that you can do to stop wearing these masks is get real with yourself. Get real and get honest about the experiences that you have and the way you show up now as a result of those experiences. What we often don't realize is we walk through life and we live life every day in a way that is a reflection of the things that we've been through. And because we're so used to it, they're, they become adaptive, right? They become the things that we're, I'm just used to at work. This is the way that I speak. I have a friend of mine, uh, Jaylene Owens, who um, she is a poet and she has this poem where she talks about the voice. She's from Harlem and she has a Harlem accent. And, but she talks about how when she's around certain people, particularly white culture, she puts an inflection in her voice and she go, the poem is just so dope. It's so good. Shout out to Jaylene. But the idea that we are so used to adapting into who we think we need to be in order to survive, we are now, we're neglecting and suffocating who we're actually supposed to be. And what I have felt in just this act of just cutting my hair, a mask was taken away. Something that I would use to 
make myself feel beautiful, something that I use to connect to my sense of value in that, in that, um, in the aesthetic way, it was, it's now gone. So who am I? How do I really feel about my face now that I don't have a bang swooping over my left eye that I've been, you know, the, the bang that I've been wearing for the last 10 years, right? Part always on the right side, not too far over, same, same style all the time. Now that that's taken away, my face is all exposed. My cheekbones are always visible. My hair, like all of these different things. And that's a small example of a much more, it's a much deeper thing. So I ask you, what is your long straight hair? What is the, what is the mask that makes you feel the safest, that keeps you it keeps the world at bay from who you really are. And then what I want you to do from there is to think about why are you still carrying it? Once you identify the math, mask, rather, now you have to think about, well, why am I still wearing it? What purpose is it serving me? And what is it keeping me from? What purpose is it serving you and what is it keeping you from? What next level of authenticity, of greatness, of purpose, of power, of testimony are you not accessing because you're wearing the mask of, of humor, of sarcasm, of docileness of, if that's a word, of um, agree being agreeable, of always being adaptable to what other people want you to do, of not speaking up when someone asks your opinion, not asking, when you're doing all of those things and knocking, and it really knocking yourself down to, to certain pegs depending on the room that you're in, what levels are you not reaching? And with when you think about that, you have to be then willing to do the work to start chipping away at those masks. When you have identified what masks you're wearing, when you second ask yourself, why are you still carrying them at whatever age you are? And three, what work do you now need to do to take off that mask? And for me, that work involved years of therapy. It involved the prayer of many, many, many people. It involved me acknowledging that the pain that I experienced up to a certain point in my life was not my fault. It required me to forgive other people, but it also required me to get real about the things that I was enabling and allowing into my life. And so what you may have to do is get real real with yourself in this process and acknowledge where you have been adding the self-imposed mask, where you have been contributing to the pain and the hurt that you're in because of the decisions that you've been making in relationships, at work, in your family, right? Allowing people to use you or manipulate you or take like a lot. There's so much that and I'm not saying that by asking this question and, and addressing it is that everything is going to change overnight. Um, it, it, this is a process, right? This was a several years of my late 20s, and I'm now starting to see more fruit of that labor. So that work I put in years ago. And so it, it, this is a journey. But the more intentional you are about this journey, the 
more beautiful the picture and the version of yourself that you will be when you come out on the other side. What we as black women as women of color in this country, as we think about all the turmoil that's happening. Zora Neale Hurston referred to the black woman as the mule of the world. And when she said that, that means that you are, we carry the burdens of everyone else. In our families, we do it. Our grandmothers did it. Our mothers did it. Our aunties did it for their respective nuclear families. And we pick that up and carry it with us forward. But what can you let go? Like, what's not yours to carry? That's the other question to ask yourself. Whose mess have you adopted based on their mess? Whose masks have you adopted based on their mess, their generational issues? And what one of the things that I, I've, I observed in my family is a, a relationship and a dynamic between women that I refuse to replicate, just refuse to. Once you can, but the only way that you can refuse to repeat a pattern is if you can step back far enough and long enough to actually notice it. And if you haven't done that for yourself, how then can you expect other people to give you the things that you want and deserve? How can you put yourself in a position to ask for the types of job opportunities that you want or relationships that you want or connections and, and healing within your family? You can't ask for those things if you are not being not willing to give them to yourself. And so what I want you to think about is really the amount of intentionality that you have in your life right now to work through some of those layers of things. Because here's the thing, your perfection, professional success is inexplicably tied to your personal development. If your person at your core is not confident, is not comfortable, is not authentic, you will hit a ceiling. And that ceiling might not come in the form of a salary cap. It might not come in a limit in title, but it will come in your performance. Because what will always happen is when you have issues that are boxed away in one part of your life, they will bleed into the other areas of your life and they will limit the success that you will be able to see, which is why you see people who seem to quote unquote have everything, money, houses, cars, relationships, all those things that we observe these celebrities on television and they're miserable. Why? Because they have not they have not resolved the internal stuff. Thankfully, we have an eternal father who all he does is want, all he wants from us is closeness to him and obedience to him such that we can live and have life and have it more abundantly, right? And so when you pour yourself into this commitment to being better, to being whole and seeking insight and faith and favor and obedience and relationship with God, you will see a shift happen in your life. And I say that because I live it. I say that because I've seen the journey happen for myself. I've seen this journey happen with my clients. I've seen it happen with my friends. And all I want to do is help you have that same journey for yourself. Because what comes after the, like I said, the years of therapy, the, the days, like I would go to therapy some days and come home. I literally couldn't do anything else. Like I would get home and just have to sit because for hours I was so emotionally opened up 
that I had to just take time to digest everything. And to, but the clarity that comes with that and then being able to sit and understand and read scripture and understand what forgiveness is and understand what love is and understand how special you are to God and how he gave his only son to die for your sins so that you could live and you could live eternally when you like, and I don't know if you can hear the smile that just came across my face, but when you think about that and when you can work through the muck that this world's sin and that this world's hurt and that this world's pain has layered on top of the God that knew you before you were formed. And if you can work through that and get to be who he destined you to be and who he wrote you to be before your parents were even thought of how what can what can stop you after that right and so I encourage you to join me on this mask on this transformation journey that I'm on to taking off the masks and the limitations and the things that have been holding you back and keeping you down and and causing you to doubt who God has designed you to be because the thing is is that if you are doubting something that means you have an alternative idea. And so if you have enough, if, if, if you have it in your mind of, that you, that there's something that is, that you're questioning, that means you know that there's an alternative. How about we work to get to the alternative? What's on the other, what's on the better side of doubt? What's on the better side of fear, right? And I, and I just want, and I truly believe that not even believe, I know my purpose on this earth is helping people unlock their greatest potential and how that potential is connected to their personal development and their careers and the way that you can leverage your life experience and leverage your strength and your challenges to make yourself a better professional. Like these things, we are whole people. I, I talked last week down in D.C., and one of the things that I mentioned to the women was that you don't show up as an attorney. You show up as a person. You show up as a woman. And as believers, we show up as as children of God, first and foremost. We are his daughters. And if you are attaching your identity to him and seeking your identity in Christ and getting clear about that, everything else will fall into pace. That starts in place and pace really. But that starts with a with having a core that is so solid and that is so unequivocally connected to him. And from there, the sky is the limit. And that's what I want for you. So on this Halloween, as of this recording, as we begin November, as we march into the end of the, the end of 2018, I want you to spend the next two months of this year taking off your masks. Figure out what the masks are. What are my masks? The next thing I want you to do is figure out why am I still carrying them at, at on November 1st, 2018 and whenever, or whenever you listen to this episode. And the third thing I want you to do is figure out what processes you need to begin to take and what steps you need to take to start breaking down those masks so you can become the whole woman that God designed you to be. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of How Did She Do It? I am always grateful for you, episode 83, and continue to leave five-star ratings and reviews in the Apple Podcast app. If you want to join the email list, text How Does She Do It as one word to 444-999. Thank you again for joining me, and until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.